0: Let us pray. Gracious, Lord God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this opportunity uh, and do something important. Talk about your word. um, Spend some time in fellowship. God, may we hear you clearly and speak your truth. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good evening, friends. Um, If uh, some of us seem, you know, not not our usual selves, it's because some of us have been stuck in a video conference literally all day um so this is just this is a different opportunity we've had to sit in front of microphones <laughs> um, but at least this time we get to do something that means something we get to talk about scripture and not vote on resolutions um and so whoop nope i don't need a search window i need that anyways i am pastor Trey comstock with me as ever is sister brandy Dudley,
1: pastor scott ketchup
0: and back on the ones and twos is
1: stacy tyler
0: welcome back stacy we missed you, you. Um, Shout-outs to Ken Diestroff, uh for uh, supporting yes. in the meantime, but it is good uh, to have our producer back. Um, so this is Scripture Talk, uh, where we do at least attempt to do what we claim to do, which is talk about Scripture. scripture. It's helpful right. when, you know, it's truth in advertising. helps when you name the show the right thing. Um, and this— um, now, this Trey, before you yep. continue, I want sure, to sure. talk
2: about something that happened to uh, us um, Friday night during our prayer walk. Um, we got about three quarters of the way through our uh, prayer list, and uh, and Sister Brandy and Scott can cont- tell. Well, Scott was cooking, so he didn't like get to see it, but uh, Sister Brandy had noticed, and she said, look. And we looked up, and this the black clouds that were hanging over us in the rain cleared, and the sun came out a little bit, and we had a double rainbow. huh and we just thought that was the most amazing thing and i thought uh sister brandy was just the the holy spirit just like leaped into her and like we had to physically calm her down like it was it was amazing it was awesome it was an awesome so guys uh if you're listening that don't usually come out to the uh the prayer uh walks come to a prayer walk you want to see miracles? You want to see things happen? You want to see God speak? And you want to see God put uh, something in your lives come out? Check it out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So,
2: that's Absolutely. All I can say.
0: Anyway, our uh, scripturing this evening is Genesis chapter three, verses eight through fifteen. They heard the sound of the Lord walking. Whoop, nope. Why wow. did the computer turn <coughs> off? Uh oh. Now it's back. Why is the computer confusing? Let's try this again. Technical difficulties, friend. Live shows always well, have yeah, fun look. applications. Yeah, beautiful, live live theaters and impossible. Here we go. Let's try this again. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The the man said, The woman you gave me to to, to, to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord said of the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat and all the days of all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head and and you will strike his heel. Um, This is yeah, this is one of those. um, (laughs) This is one of those stories we know well. Um, And make sure. Oh. Yeah, no, we're good. Um, this is one of the stories we know well, uh, but we we tell the story in a very strange way, right? We tell the story where we blame Eve and then somehow give Adam a break. Yeah, no,
1: Adam doesn't get a
0: break, right? Because yes, did was Eve the like on-screen character, the main on-screen camera with camera-focused character when a lot of this is going down. Yes, Eve seems to make a a lot of, like, initiative-based decisions. Yes, I'm going to listen to the snake. Yes, I'm going to pick this thing. But Adam is standing there the whole time. Mm -hmm. Adam knew what the food was. Adam knew where it had come from. Adam was a hundred percent apprised of the entire thing. And so Adam is just an idiot, but that doesn't give him like cover. We, you know, we, we tell the story as like we bend it against women or whatever. And really it is like, um, it is, uh, Eve who is active and curious and Adam who is dumb, but both are a sinner. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, it, these are some of the, the most damning words for men. As she turned and gave to Adam, who was there with her. And then what we see is we you know we call this original sin, but it's also originally the first version of the blame game. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Adam's sitting there, and then he points to her. You know, the woman that you gave to me. You they, know, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 not taking any responsibility that when he was charged with actually from the way it looks when you read through the stuff you don't see where god spoke to eve so as far as we know it was charged with adam to make sure she knew the rules and to take care of things so Uh you even have him potentially dropping the ball in that way yeah it's it's, uh,
2: oof it's almost like god said i gave you a rib and look what
0: you did (laughs) (laughs) well again like and they both, like, they both try to pass the ball, mm-hmm. right? Like, Adam goes, it's her fault. She did it. And she's like, hey, yeah, it was the it's snake. snake. I, it's it's the, snake. the snake, it's all about the snake. I point down, I guess the snake would not have been, like, slithering on the... What did the snake Probably look like before? Tr- yeah. Right?
3: Like, if... like Somebody said one time it was walking. I don't know for sure, but they said it
0: was walking one time. Well, it, it, it's implied that it's not... Right, that it's not uh, slithering on the the ground yet. Right. Right, because if the curse is you're going to slither on the ground, then, you know, what did the snake look like before? These are details that probably don't matter at all, but it's interesting. Uh, Such
1: as the snake potentially speaking as well. Right, yes.
0: Why are are we not confused by the fact (coughs) that the snake speaks? Why are we listening to the snake? Um, Why are we then trying to blame the snake, right? You see this, you see the... You see the logic of the like uh, almost immediately, and it's something that comes up you know a lot in in modern theology too. The some version of the devil made me do it,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right.
0: Um, that it is you know you've gotten yourself embroiled in something way over your own head, and you go yeah yeah the devil made me do it the devil made me do it. Is that really what happened here? Did the snake make Eve do anything? Did Eve make Adam do anything? Did anyone put a... I guess it wouldn't be a gun. They hadn't been invented yet. Did anyone put a sharp (laughs) object to their necks and say, you're going to eat this, kid? No. Did anyone hide it in a box so they didn't know what they were eating at the time? No. Instead, this all happened. The snake went, yeah you want to eat that thing, don't you? And Eve went, yeah, I want to eat that thing, don't I? And then she went, Adam, here's the thing. And Adam went, yeah, I want to eat this too. And then when they got caught, that's when, oh no, it was the devil made me do it. And God's in there going, yeah. right Right. you know how that thing like i gave you i gave you free will at the start it's how we got into this mess in the first place yeah like you didn't lose your free will to the snake either (coughs) you still have free will um if i can't make you do something neither can this snake the snake just told you something (laughs) you wanted to do anyways and you went sounds good snake we down for this
1: you know, James hits that in one four. You know that whole idea of, you know, how are we pulled away? Are we tempted? And he just clearly puts, no, most of us are all led astray by our own desires <laughs> and lust. You know, we, we want to blame something else because we don't like the fact that, you know, oftentimes when given the choice, we choose the wrong one without any being led astray. Without any, we just, der, I'll do this.
0: Well right, it's like you walked yourself to the cliff and then someone went, Hey, why don't you jump off it? and you went, Yeah. yeah I'm that, gonna... sounds,
3: that sounds good, I'll just go ahead and do it. That's how we are with something that looks good, it's not good for us, we do it anyway. That's just how throw it off we can get. Cool. Which in a way it kinda of makes us even more well us more powerful than the devil
2: even.
0: Well, right, that's the point. It is the devil does, devil only has the power we give the devil. Mhm. Right? right? The devil can't make you do anything. Right? The devil, like, that that's the point is that excuse is, is bunk. It's not real. You still have control of your own actions. And you still get to make those choices or not. I, you know, I've been watching a... Watched a show on a, the trial of a, of an ex-Nazi um, who got arrested like way after it – it's on Netflix – got arrested way after the fact, right? He got arrested in the 80s. Um, and often the defense offered up by Nazi concentration camp guards was some version of, I was just taking orders. Yeah, but you put yourself – like you became a Nazi. You put yourself in that situation and then when the people said, yep, no, uh, kill all of these people, you went – yeah and it's all well and good for you to go back after the fact and say no this the, the mean people above me they made me do it yeah but why were you a nazi why did you you know let yourself get stationed here like there's again we we often want some version of the devil made me do it or i was just taking orders um or to pass the bl- or the snake maybe do it or this woman that you gave me it's totally her we keep, we want to pass that buck because no one likes to stare at the ugly mirror and go, oh, oh yeah, no, that really was just me. Yeah. I just did that thing. Um, what does that mean for me?
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen a thing on, a, on a, what was it, um, Adult Swim, and I forgot the name of the show. It just escapes me <laughs> right in the moment, but uh, it was trying to, give the, trying to give the explanation of why Satan was actually thrown from, from heaven and it was because God fired him because when they were making mankind, the devil threw his own little uh, kind of uh, recipe in which included evil.
0: Sure. And but so, but that's, I mean, that's, so that's fiction, right? Right, right. Um, but what that, so what's wrong about that is, again, that opens up that excuse mm-hmm. of evil exists because of failed choice, right? Evil exists, evil is, Part, partially the byproduct of free choice. right? right? That when you have the option um, to do the right thing or to do the thing that benefits you, um, you might be, you might be inclined to do the thing that benefits you rather than the thing that is right. And then uh, much of the evil of this world and certainly evil exists as you know as Satan, but Satan only has the power that we give to Satan. Um, and so it still amounts largely to a failure of human choice, and that is to say, a byproduct of free will. Um, and that is why part of you know God's plan from creation was the ultimate answer um, to you know the failure. That the minute you let free will in the equation, a lot of things spiral out of that, um, including the nature of evil.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and that, would, that would explain too, if anybody's ever seen the movie Devil's Advocate. Um, Al Pacino plays the devil and he sits right there and says I'm a fan of man well why why not why is the devil a fan of man because we give him the power
0: Right. I mean, without us, the, the devil's got nothing, right? Exactly. You know, the devil's just, you know, one failed being um, trapped, um, in an, in a ter- trapped in eternal torture. Um, mm-hmm. What gives the devil power is all it takes often is for evil to suggest the thing we already kind of want to do um, because of our own, you know, failed will, our own failed curiosity, our own failed whatever. Um, and we go, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to do that. Um, and then, and that's how the devil wins. It's not, it, it's no mystery. It's no like, you know, thing that goes bump in the night. It, it, it is much more yeah, A, common um, and B, subtle. It is just, you know, you have that like, I know I'm not really supposed to do this, but. Yeah,
2: we make it a lot more supernatural than it is. Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, and um, it's why there's that idiom that it, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to sit around and do nothing. Because we have a tendency to want to gravitate toward the least amount of involvement in certain situations. Um, uh, you know, I was thinking about when you mentioned the Nazis, the Milgram experiment, where yeah. they uh, uh, essentially uh, had these people hooked up to uh, electric chairs and someone would kept turning up the uh, voltage when they uh, got an uh, answer wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately the person in the chair was in on it and there was never really any shock, but the people doing the turning it up didn't know this. And they were all like, Oh yeah, no one's going to take it all the way to that it would actually kill someone. And, oh no, they were wrong in the experiment. That's exactly what people did simply because someone just looked at them that seemed to be important and said, continue.
0: Lab and, coats have power. Yes. It turns out. Yeah. yeah it turns out lab coats
1: have power. And, and, but what, What's going on here, though, is the reality of it is we want to not take responsibility when there's nowhere else to really look. And that's part of what Christianity and Scripture does, is it takes and says, look, okay, yes, there is this aspect of original sin that traces back to Adam. But each and every one of us make the same mistakes with our free will. Uh And when it comes down to it, we have to look in the mirror and go, no, I'm the one that is failing to meet the standard that's been given by God. This is the reason we all need a Savior. And it's not anywhere else to blame. There's no one else that can make that decision. It has to come to rest with each of us of realizing that even though there is some sin in the world, I actively make choices. I actively lie. I actively try to paint myself in a better picture or whatever our particular way of to blame doing the snake. thing. Yeah, yeah, I blame the snake. But the reality of it is we have to realize that we are all in control of our actions and therefore have the consequences of those choices we make
2: and isn't it kind of funny how we uh humans have uh portrayed satan as with the, the horns and the little devil tail and the pitchfork and all of that huh. and we, we've really kind of uh i think so, uh, subconsciously we we did that to steer away from the fact that, that, that evil is is capable in, in us.
3: I just can't say we might look in the mirror and see right that. Right. But like well, Scott said, we need a savior to deliver us from that. Because right. we first got to admit we got a problem, because if we don't admit we got a problem, we can't get it fixed.
1: Mm-hmm. Denial's not just a river in Egypt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's a friggin' ocean.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I... there's the other piece that script this scripture right where this is this is a scripture where there are there is consequences not condemnation Mm -hmm. right right where there are and this is where where we need to be realistic about sin in two ways right one is um forgiveness does not necessarily mean you won't face some consequences right um you can't just like be horrible to everybody, um, and then ask for their forgiveness. No, and, the, and now we're gonna be friends, right? No, because no, no. you still you still did harm, right? Um, you know there are still like you know there's there are often earthly consequences, and Adam and Eve face some earthly consequences. But God at no point says, "I'm done with this human experiment." Or I no longer want a relationship with you. This is in the the second half of the creation story in the the you know Genesis two and three that look at if Genesis one is this super blown out, high-level view of this super structured creation, Genesis two and three zooms in and looks at, you know, God's interaction directly with humans and with God's creation. And it personalizes God and it gives God, you know. Literally, you know, characterizes God, God's internal monologue. Um, you know, God has lines that God speaks directly to people, right? So this is the zoomed-in part of like God cares about your life, and so while they face consequences, and they do, right? You know, we we were joking with this. We watched a funny YouTube video before the show, but like, you know, childbirth and <laughs> you know, farming being difficult, right? They face these consequences, but God maintains that relationship, right? And and God doesn't have to do that god chooses to do that out of god's love and righteousness um certainly not out of our own um uh righteousness right and
2: I, and you know um we we talk about and i think this i, I really do uh, the big bang theory sure um i believe that's that's you know scientists say that's where everything began and i, I believe that too and i believe that's where god god was uh involved in the big bang and like you said, you know, when, once you start getting into uh, after the, the second and third part of creation, then that's when God has a personality. That's where we put a face on Him, and and He, he uh, it, it it kind of all just it all ties together. I I guess is what I'm trying to say. And,
1: and, and you know, I I like what you say there about putting a personality face on God, because there's also in this scripture. The very heart of God. Right uh-huh. there at the very right. beginning. We see they're hiding. Yeah. Where we're they're hiding. God is looking for them. Right. He he didn't just sit somewhere and wait for them to show up. He went looking for them and calling and searching. And that's the story of God in, in this whole thing from the beginning. We mess up. But yet he's always reaching out for us. The very fact we even know that there's a God is because he's making himself known to us and he's reaching out and he's wanting us to be in relationship with him. Even here where we see consequences going out, he sought them out.
3: And see, back up the scripture a little bit more because he took walks with Adam in the cool of the day in the garden. Mm -hmm. They had a cool relationship with each other and he didn't want that relationship to go flat. I don't know why I think about a flat tire for, with this. Sure, you know how you get a flat tire. You you think you're stuck, but you mm-hmm. put the the spare tire on there and keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, the flat was the sin that they did. They disobeyed, but God, in His mercy, put the spare tire on there and keep on going until they get the real tire put on there. And that's when Jesus Christ comes into effect and bring right. everything back into
0: fold. Well, and also that's the like that that God initiate. that God initiates that ongoing relationship. Yeah. It um, doesn't, you know, doesn't condemn. It doesn't utterly reject. It is um, that, and you see, not just in Christ, although that's obviously where this this ends up, the kind of culmination, the you know. Um, end goal, this salvation story, but you see it, you know, often we talk about that. The the cycle of the Old Testament um, is not the people mess up and God's done with them. It's the people mess up. Um, There may or may not be consequences. Often there are, um, but those consequences don't end things, right? Um, God remains in that relationship. God remains open to that relationship. That relationship remains, again, ongoing um, because that's the righteousness of God, Even in the midst of the unrighteousness of
2: people, right, and 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 I also think God uses it as an example because He He doesn't like condemn all of us because if He condemned us, then we're not doing His will, right? We're we're not available to go out there and do the work for Him, Mm -hmm. and if if and and the reason why He keeps like forgiving us and forgiving us and forgiving us and gives us all these chances is to also set an example for other people to go, oh, well, see, you know, God didn't fail uh, fail them. Sure.
0: You know, there must be something to this. Well, it is is coming out of a place of love for each of us, right? Mm -hmm. And that it is is in some ways to, like, set the example of love to draw folks in, but it's not even just that mechanistic. It is that God loves us all, and... Um, wants as many folks as possible um, to experience that love and experience that salvation.
1: You know, it's good to remember there's a difference in conviction and condemnation. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, consequences doesn't mean that there isn't love involved. You know, uh, and we were mentioning earlier today with some of the stuff that was going on the mission, uh, you can have disagreements with people, and that does not mean that you don't love them just right. because you disagree or have to take a different stance regarding uh. stuff and uh oftentimes consequences come out of their being love because there is uh, boundaries that are set up for protection and for reasons and so the reinforcing of that but anytime that you have this idea of just just utterly being beat down about what you did that needs to be rechecked. God's conviction is going to lead you to him, not drive you away from him. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking you can't go to him because of how bad you did something, that's not God's conviction. That's the enemy in my opinion, but that's something driving you away when you should realize that God just wants the relationship restored. And that's what it all comes down to. And we're back
2: to, and we're back to that, that, uh, thing of, uh, you've given the enemy the power.
1: Yeah, yeah. when you listen to that voice and you allow it to drive you away from whatever that voice is, uh, you're giving that the power that's keeping you from the healing and the healing is always found in the love of God because he is always there with his arms wide open.
0: Right. Well, I think also part of what this always leaves open is that change is possible. Uh Right? That even if Adam and Eve have messed up here, that doesn't mean that's the only thing that defines them. Right, and the same right. with us, right? Just because we mess up, doesn't mean that's the only thing that defines us. It does mean, hopefully, that from that experience, we see the need for change. That one of the reasons we talk about, we talk about sin in church. We talk about original sin in church. We talk about this whole set of things, isn't to just because we like making people feel bad, um, but it is to hopefully give folks a way to see where they are. Um, and then in that way, chart a course to where they can go. That it is marks a start point, not an end point, right? Or a new start point or a waypoint on the journey, but not the end of that journey. that if you stay in that relationship with God, even if there is those, you know, moments of being convicted, it isn't condemnation the other part is you know to a little bit on the human psychology side that humans are programmed to hear bad news way more way stronger than good news it's a way to like survive on the savannah when you're gonna get attacked by a saber tooth tiger or whatever right that like we, uh, we learn to have strong we are deep embedded within us as a stronger reaction to the negative than to the positive um, it's a useful thing in a genetic sense but it you know uh, can make life difficult sometimes Um, and so we often feel consequences as if they are condemnations, but we have to actually tease those two things out. The Mm -hmm. like, what really happened here, right? Did God say, Adam and Eve, I'm done with you? No. It said, Adam and Eve, there are sometimes, God. you know, sometimes you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, but we can move forward. And so it is, but like we often fear, humans often fear um, negative consequences. I, I once had um, once had a youth who all they needed to do was have a difficult conversation with me um, and and things would be fine. And we had a couple of youth that did that and we had young, one youth that just like took off um, and didn't come back for a very long time um, because they didn't... And, and so they stayed away from youth and they didn't get to hang out with their friends and they didn't get to have the same amount of fun that they might have had that summer. And it just, you know, kind of... And so they ended up hurting way worse Um, than anybody else, um, because they feared that negative, they feared those consequences. Um, whereas if they had faced the consequences, then what was on the other side of the consequences would have been much better. Right? Right. And then, you know, I use this, this you know, example that happened, but, like, this is a real common thing, right? right? Like, I just, you know, this is how, like, you know, traffic tickets go unpaid, and, you know, people get busted for weird tax stuff, and it's all like, I just don't want to deal with that. It's going to be bad when I deal with it. Well, if you don't deal with it, it's going to be worse. worse.
2: You know, I'm sitting here staring at the board, and I'm seeing a sticker you got here that kind of ties into what we're talking about, sort of, and it says darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm-mm. Hate yeah. cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Not the key. Yeah, it's Martin Luther
0: King. King. Yeah, it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and this is. But the flip side of that is true too, right? Um, that, you know, darkness can't drive out darkness, but we can give in to the darkness. Um, And so part of what's implied implied in that um, quote is to choose the light, right, to be the light, Um, and that's what's going to drive out the darkness. Um, And even if there have been times in our lives where we have given in to whatever um, that darkness might be, um, there is another chance, a second chance, on the other side of that, for us to you know, grab hold and move on and, and grow from it. Right. Um, That, you know, from Adam and Eve eventually comes Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Uh
1: You know, even in that you see hints to the future and the way he discusses and deals out the consequences, like you said. And uh, as we're looking at it, this is happening in the beginning of what we have as scripture. And so this is the beginning of the story. And the whole point is fulfilling what he's doing at the very there of seeking them out and bringing restoration for this and Mm. so it's all about the relationship and sometimes relationships get ugly and yeah like you said the more we try to avoid dealing with situations you know uh it it tends to fester and get worse uh, instead of just uh dealing with the initial aspect of hey let's just admit what's going on and move on from there
3: i still want to find out what was she thinking when i get to heaven First thing I'm gonna do outside of seeing Jesus, I'm gonna find Eve or ask her, What were you thinking?
1: I wanna know what Adam was thinking. Let's be fair of how he said this, you know. For all we know, Adam might not have told her at this point. We don't really know. He should have. Yeah. But he was definitely there and could've smacked that out of her or hand and said, Hey, let's go get some of them grapes or whatever, but uh especially don't listen to the talking snake. That As I'm someone saying, who, who is freaked saying? out by snakes, and I don't know, this could be allegorical in that aspect, but I've always right. found it uh, interesting that you listen to a talking snake. Now, come on
0: now. What are you thinking? But I think that part of it is we 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 know what they're thinking. Yeah. Right. We know that. Maybe we don't know that exact temptation, right? To you know, eat an apple um, or pomegranate as offered by a talking snake. I admit, like that's a new one, even for me. <laughs> um, but we know what temptation is. Right. We know what that voice in the back of their head head was like. We know we shouldn't do this and yet we're going to do it. Right. And so part of what we see in scripture is maybe unusual circumstances, but you can put yourself in. But that also you can put yourself in. Right. And so I I think, you know, on a level what she's thinking right? Like, um, you can look at it and go like, uh, man, why, 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 you know, girl, why, why are you the one kicking this off? Um, but I think part of, part of this understanding of, uh, calling it like a theology of original sin, which obviously this, you know, story doesn't actually use that phrase. Um, but what's builds out of here is a theology called original sin is even if, even if it was two different people mm-hmm. in a different circumstance, uh, at some point, by the nature of free will, the failure of free will was going to pop up, and what gets passed through in us is that failure of um, is that failure of free will. Um, that when when we are presented with the option of what God has said versus what God has not said, um, there's always we're all, there's always the chance we're going to we're going to be tempted, um, we're going to agree with the snake and go with option B. Um, and so if you've ever been in that situation where, like, um, you had option A that you knew was of God and you had option B that you knew was not of God um, and you chose option B, then you know exactly what's happening in Adam yeah. and Eve's head, the snake's head, right? Um, the, the They are actually relatable characters. The circumstance is, you know, wild and wacky. Um, but what actually happens isn't. Because if you break mm-hmm. it down, it is... Um, a woman was standing uh, with a choice um, to do either do what God wanted her to do um, or God had told her to do or do her own thing that sounded more appealing to her in the moment um, she had a voice in the back of her head in this case in the form of a standing up snake um, saying hey you should do this thing you want to do and she went yes I will um, and Adam's you know you know watching Eve do it well if she's doing I'm getting in on this too here we go um, right and so the fa- you can strip the fantastical elements out of it, and it is just a story um, about the f- about temptation and about mm-hmm. giving in to temptation, um, and that is something we can all identify with. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the free will is necessary, or else we'd all be automatons. And um, <laughs> without free will, there is no reciprocation of love at uh-huh. all. Johnny and so uh, that's is what alive. God wanted that's what we want in the relationships that we seek. We don't want someone to be forced. We want them to choose us and so that's what all of this comes down to is choice and yeah. us getting to the place of learning to make
0: the right choices yeah. yep. That's, on that note, it's probably um, as good a place as any to end. If you have any feedback for the show, please, you can post it on our Facebook page, post it over on our YouTube channel, post it on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at uh, gmail.com. If you would like an audio-only version of the show, it is available after the fact. Just search Scripture Talk in your podcatcher of choice, and we will be back uh, next week with another uh, fun, film episode um slight programming note it will probably be all at the same time and all of that um we'll just won't we won't be in the studio next week um (laughs) because i will be remote um and then in a couple weeks we're going to be recording on sunday it's okay don't worry there'll still be a show every week it just might be slightly different times um also don't forget uh to go in peace love and serve the lord and fear not stay well god is with us i need to get to the thing and here we go